Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Poor Charles 411. Today we're talking with fellow General Hospital fan, Vinny Apicella. So much fun getting a guy's perspective. Well, we've actually talked to a lot more guys than we have girls now, I think, at this point. We've definitely interviewed more male cast members. Yeah, but I mean, just a regular fan. Yeah. It's everyone's secret guilty pleasure. Exactly. I like that he thought of things that we hadn't thought of. I know. No, I like that. I like the exchanging of ideas. I like, well, we're not going to do any spoilers. So enjoy the conversation and we will meet you back here afterwards. Hey. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm Shannon. That's Amanda. Hi. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Thanks so much for, you know, reaching out. So do you just want to tell us a little bit about, you know, how you got into the show and everything like that? Yeah, absolutely. I, um, my mother watched it. So, you know, on days off from school, uh, she was always watching all the ABC soaps, the, you know, all my children, one life to live general hospital. And I don't know. It's like when I got older, like I had forgotten about it for a while, but then I, started dating my son's mother and she'd watched it growing up too. So I kind of got back into it and uh, then just took off from there. I, uh, I got more into it as I got older and just kind of kept up with the storylines. And now a faithful, faithful viewer. I don't think I've missed an episode in close to 10 years. So Nice. So does she watch it with you too? Uh, no, actually um, my son's mother and I are no longer together, but. Um, my fiance, my current fiance does not watch soap operas at all. She laughs at me, but uh, 
It's okay because like the the I watch very little TV, and what I do watch is General Hospital, WWE, and um, Law and Order SVU. That's pretty much, <laughs> much it. That's a good mix. Yeah. You know what? Now that you mentioned that, I remember seeing on Twitter that you have a wedding hashtag. Yes. So I didn't even know that was a thing <laughs> until her friend brought it up and like. I've been thinking about the wedding hashtag. Like, what the heck are you talking about? <laughs> They're relatively new. So I only got married 10 years ago and we did not have one. So <laughs> I don't know. We're going to have to come up with one for you. <laughs> I didn't so. know that was a thing either. So, <laughs> so like, I'm, I'm dating myself, but I just, I, I never heard of that. So it's, yeah. it's whatever. <laughs> yeah. Because I also saw that you, you don't like when they smush the names together. Yes. That's a big thing. Like, I, I don't know. It's just like. You know, because it started with Brangelina and, you know, it just went off. And now it's like everything because you see Julexis and J-Sam and, and just even, you know, the fictional characters and then together and the relationship. It bugs me. It's like, and maybe it's coming from a different perspective on my, and my perspective on relationships that you shouldn't lose your identity by being in a relationship. And I, and I know it's a silly little thing, but both Jason and Sam have their qualities. Why is it just considered one person as JSAM? Jul- Julian and Alexa, same thing. They both have their own individual qualities as to their character. Why are you going to switch it together to one entity? Right. I, you know, it, it, it's small, it's trivial, but it bugs me. Well, no, because you're right. Because, I mean, in the past, it's always been like Luke and Laura, Frisco and Felicia, you know. Exactly. They never made those names, but now... I mean, we joke about it on the show because we try to figure out what is the name going to be. <laughs> right. But we're typically yeah, wrong. I'm, anyway. I'm waiting for somebody to come up with Charlie. And like, <laughs> it is. Charlie's the thing. Oh, gosh. Yep. Well, Sonny and Carly or Carson, Charlie has been around for because people think that that's endgame. Like there is a whole movement that. I hope not, but that's just me. See, my biggest thing with that is like, I get it, you know, from a storyline standpoint, I get it from, you know, being in, you know, seeing in the, the mob style lifestyle, they don't want to kill each other's and, you know, so get together for the, for the view of the family. But like, in my opinion, it kind of paints a picture that men and women can't be friends without having to either get married or be in a sexual relationship. Like, I really love the dynamic that Carly and Jason had as best friends. Jason will always be there for her. He doesn't have to sleep with her. He doesn't have to get married to her, you know, but he's always going to be there for her and she'll always be there for him. And it was a great dynamic. I think throwing the marriage in there is going to be highly awkward and, you know, and it's going to end up ruining something, Mm -hmm. especially when Sonny comes back. Well, so that was actually a question I had for you. Do you have any questions about the history of the show since you only started watching 10 years ago? Because Carly and Jason used to hook up. I know. When I, they first met. I've seen yeah. the flashbacks. Um, but yeah. I also, you know, I've, I've read, like, I bought the, the travel guide to Port Charles uh, from Lucy Coe's perspective. So I bought that. I'm actually in the middle of, I want to get Robin's diary and read that as well. Um, but, like, I, I feel like there's so much more that could be done with, with stuff like that. But, um no, I, I'm pretty well versed on the history. Um, I mean, if there's stuff, I'll ask. But yeah. So when you finish reading Robin's diary, go back. When was it? November. Mm-hmm. We did an entire four one one about it, and we interviewed Michael Sutton, who played. Oh, okay. Stone. So. Oh, very nice. That that's awesome. 
Um, I, I definitely will. I'm going to be ordering it from Amazon either this week or next week. So once I get it, I'll, uh, I'll check that out. Cause I have been going back in your archives and listening to the four one ones. Yeah. It's fun. Cause I had never read it before. I don't know how you never read it. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> I'm actually trying to find out where I can watch night shift and even the old Port Charles episodes. So the first season of Night Shift is available on DVD. Mm-hmm. YouTube kind of has season two. And then that's it. I'm yep. waiting for Disney Plus to kind of put all the archives up. I mean, I think that would be great. Yes. You or can submit. It, or even if they did an entire like soap streaming service and they get the rights for all of the soaps. Because, I mean, think about it. You know, back, you know, a decade ago, there were so many that got canceled between not only all my children and one life to live, but also, you know, you know, there were, there was passions and there was, you know, some of the other ones that just aren't on anymore. And there's, they would make a killing on a streaming service like that. Yeah. <laughs> we a hundred percent agree. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. And, and, and it's great because I mean, think about it. What other show or what other kinds of shows have been on for 50 plus years and yeah, they're, they're going to recycle storylines with different characters and stuff. It's, it's bound to happen. I see it in WWE all the time, mm-hmm. but, um, what other, you know, you change out the characters and you have different dynamics. You have different chemistry, you know? So, I mean, going, I would love to go back to the original episodes and watch the half hour version and then all of a sudden go to the 45 minute version and then mm-hmm. up to the hour and just see where, where the, 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 the origin, the origins were. Yeah. No, we totally agree. Everyone needs to write to them and tell them that that's what we need to do. Yes. I, I will get right on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially since they're kind of doing like, is, is Pine Valley going to be like a spinoff of All My Children? Because that's what know. Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos are doing. Like they're bringing back All My Children. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Well, people are going to want to know what happened. What before. happened? Like, what yeah. do I need? You know, well, I'm wondering if they're going to continue from the All My Children where abc left off or where prospect park left off mm-hmm. uh, was it prospect park? yeah prospect park um because it was sold right here in connecticut um and i i watched all those episodes on hulu and you know all the ones for all, uh, one life to live which i honestly think they're looking to do some kind of bring Landview into the folded g8 because of where lenny is going for that surgery this week they mentioned Landview. Oh. so i'm wondering what doctor is going to be, I'm assuming, from the uh, One Life to Live family characters. I wonder if they're allowed to do that now. They are. They they got all the rights to those characters, which is why I was hoping uh, Roger Howarth was going to come back as Todd Manning. Yeah, that would have been great. I want John McBain back, but then I, we have to put him back with Sam. I think they had a fantastic dynamic. I, I just, like, I feel... I feel really bad for Roger Howarth and um, Michael Easton because they've had to have multiple different characters, you know, in, in the same show within mm-hmm. boom, 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 so many, so much, you know, Franco lasted a while, but again, that he was technically a recast. Mm-hmm. Although I do like, I did like Roger Howarth as Franco a lot better than James Franco as Franco. Um, but I do think that, Michael East, Michael Easton's best character that I've seen him as was uh, John McBain. I did like how they at least tied up his previous character from Port Charles. So they mm-hmm. addressed it yeah. 
and they put an end to it because he did play. Right. You know, we did a show about him. It was probably about a year ago. It yeah. was the six personalities of Michael Easton because <laughs> all of them have been in Port Charles on General Hospital, but they wrapped them all up. So yeah. at least all of his, well, except for John McBain, got an end. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I mean, all of those one night fill characters just kind of, I mean, I would love to see Kristen Alderson come back as star and kind of see where that would go with Michael now that he's kind of caught waiting for Willow. And, you know, obviously they, they closed up the Sasha storyline because now she's going to be with Brando, but mm-hmm. I would love to see star Manny come back and just kind of finish that up. Seeing star versus Brooklyn would have been awesome. Yeah. But now Brooklyn doesn't sing anymore. So, but maybe she could be her, that could be the voice of deception, the way that now Brooklyn is taking over social media. I like it. I like it. I like it. It would have been great had they done that back, you know, um, when they did the whole lip syncing thing with Amy last year, when it was the the temporary recast for Brooklyn, you know, if they had star coming, that would have been nice. Yeah. Or we just need to get Amy back more. It's those little opportunities where you could bring in, you know, blasting the past characters or, you know, what in the wrestling business they call the attractions, you know, the the fan Mm -hmm. favorites that are, you know, going to come in and just, you know, for a short story arc, you know, when they bring Frisco back for two weeks or when they bring, you know, uh, Tracy back for, you know, the holiday or whatever, they need more attractions where they can bring them in. And it doesn't. And now that ABC owns all the characters from the soap operas, why stop it? Nora Buchanan is a lawyer. You mm-hmm. know, why can't we bring in? I mean, hell, I would love to see Erica King come in for Crimson. You know, that would be great. If if Nina can somehow sign Erica Kane to Crimson or or get her on Crimson on board with Crimson, oh, I mean that would be like match made in heaven right there. Yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome! <laughs> You're so excited now. That would be I great. I am. That'd be great. Maybe oh, you can join our writing team. <laughs> I mean, I've I've done a lot. Like I I've never took classes for. I took one journalism class in high school, but for the most part, just from watching wrestling my entire life, I've gotten all these creativity, creative storylines. You know, I loved it, you know, a couple of years ago when David Otunga came over to General Hospital for a couple episodes to visit mm-hmm. Alice in, in, uh, in, the, in the hospital. It's like, oh my gosh, it was a WWE crossover. It's great. Right. You know, and when, uh, you know, when Spinelli calls uh, Jason Stone Cold, it's like, it's funny because I listen to the uh, Stephen Bradford's podcast every so often. And, you know, he's like, I'm, you know, I'm walking down the, in the airline and people are sh- uh, shouting out Stone Cold, Stone Cold. And he's like, I'm thinking they're thinking Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because people relate. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. Well, in there's when they first started their podcast, it was called Stone Cold and the Jackal. Yeah, but then I remember. Stone Cold Steve Austin got his own show. And so they changed their name to That's Awesome because they didn't want to be confused with it was also when they moved to westwood one so it, yes. it ties into that because yep. you're right although stone cold steve austin you know his show is the steve austin show so you know again it's six of one half a dozen the other but i definitely understand why they did it yeah yeah because that also kind of limits them to just now they're branching out into talking to more industry people and everything not just gh so yeah. by having that name kind of limited them but oh yeah 
Who's your favorite characters? Uh, um, it's I'm weird like that because I mean I do have my favorite characters. Like I absolutely love watching Dante. I, I really I really like Dante because I love the the constant struggle between his him his father being in the mob and then him being a cop. You mm-hmm. know, I remember the 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 sunny anniversary episode that aired last year where Dante came back for that one episode and you know, he was the mob, you know, Sonny was the cop and Dante was going down the wrong path. And it's like, I love how that can play out. You know, would Dante become a dirty cop and take over the business? Highly unlikely. I thought at one point it might've happened, but I don't think that that's in the cards for him at this point. Um, But I really like Dante. And I have to say, I appreciate the character, you know, Jason is obviously one of my all-time favorites. I, and I liked AJ when he was there. Um, but I have to say, I really appreciate the people that make me believe in their character, you know. And judging by a lot of what I see on social media, not everybody feels that, that way like I do. Mm-hmm. Is there someone in particular? Well, I think I know who you're alluding yeah. Like Peter, I, yeah. <laughs> I really don't understand. Freely say it; it's okay. We don't judge. <laughs> I, I don't understand all the Peter hate. I, I just don't like. Wes Ramsey is a very talented actor. You know, th- this is the first time I've ever seen him in anything. But just the way he played Peter, I really enjoyed watching those scenes. You know, with him having, you know, trying to be a good person, but at the same time having that shady past and having that, you know, trying to tie up the loose ends so Maxie doesn't find out what his real motives were at the time or whatever, and I thought he played the character perfectly, which, judging by all the hate online, means he did a great job as a villain, as a heel. People hated him. I don't get what the hate is, or or let me, let me back up. Maybe it's like, I don't get why people were so happy that he's off the show. Like, I really feel, I hope that he's still alive. You know, I hope that, you know, he's able to come back and, and, torment Maxie like Faison did Anna just because they need more villains like Cyrus is going to be in prison now federally who knows if he's going to break out or not but Helena's dead we think Jerry Jacks hasn't been seen in a long time I think he died of polonium uh, polonium poisoning or whatever it was Um, who else is there other than the you know main characters that can flip back and forth right you know? And he can always come back as a twin. Yeah. So there's but always that. <laughs> I think that the biggest issue with him was that they kept going back and forth. Cause like, I really liked him as a villain, mm-hmm. you know, I was buying it when he was becoming the good guy, but then when he came back to being bad, it's like, okay, so let him go. Like, let him be horrible. It's almost like let him be one or the other. Exactly. Yeah. I think I- that was probably where, at least that was my impression was that a lot of people were, all right, let's quit flip-flopping. Yeah, and, and I can understand that because you see it in wrestling. I, I mean, I see it in wrestling all the time. You know, the big show, you know, was back and forth between heel and baby face so many times. Where you didn't know what was going on. But I think I think that kind of character, like that Peter was, is more real, like more true to life, where people are going to be faced with decisions in their lives, whether they're going to choose the right, right or the wrong way. And it all depends on the perception of, of the decision you make. You know, Peter going back and forth, you know, yeah, he's become that redeemed guy. He's, you know, made amends. He's going to be a great father for Max, you know, for the baby. And 
then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, we just found out that he was behind Drew's plane crashing. He was the one that hired the killer for Andre Maddox and Franco, but then, you know, to cover it up, killed the killer himself. I get it. You know, especially at that one, it's like he realized that, you know, Franco meant a lot to Elizabeth and then Andre meant a lot to Anna. So wait a minute, if I put all this in motion, it's not going to work out, you know? So um, I really, I, I dug it. I, I really liked Peter and I, I liked the situation they had him in. And I'm just hoping he's still alive. I just hope he, I just hope Wes Ramsey is not the Drury cat, you know, that yeah. I've been hearing rumors about. But it's like Oprah used to be a villain, yeah. you know, and now she's, but she still has her tendencies. But the last thing that she really did badly was torturing Peter. Right. right. But that was more vengeful. You know, it wasn't right. necessarily, she fell into like Faison's trap and all that fun stuff. But, you know, Valentine was evil at, and now he's not. Look at Sonny. I mean, he's a mob boss. In any realm of, of realism, that he would be a, a villain, a heel. But mm-hmm. he's one of the most beloved characters on the show. You know, he's the biggest baby face on the show. Same with Jason. He's a mob enforcer. Like, you know, he kills people for a living. <laughs> so where is where do you come off saying, like, okay, well, you know, Peter sabotaged Drew's plane, so it would go down to cover his secret. Well, how does that make it any better than, you know, what Jason and Sonny do? Sure. Yeah, very true point. Is there any older storyline that you know of that you would rate a different way? Uh, um, I don't, hmm, that's a good, that's, that's what I'm going to have to think about for a little bit. Um, you know, time to get put on my fantasy booking, uh, cap, but, um, I, I really think I, I like, I probably would have done it differently how they revealed Jason to be Jason and Drew to be Drew. I, 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 I really think that the, the, twin thing has been played out you know we saw we've seen it so many times i mean carlos had a twin brother that came back to get his child from sabrina you know then you have you know jason coming back as billy miller and then oh well wait a minute hold on steve burton just resigned so now we got to figure out you know what we're going to do with that you know i just i feel like they could have done a, I mean, they worked with what they had and nobody thought Steve Burton was going to come back. And I get that, but that's why it's like those legacy characters. You probably shouldn't recast, you know, Billy Miller, if he had just started out as drew and, you know, maybe, you know, you know, he wakes up and, you know, he's trying to, he's trying to convince everybody's Jason rather than Robin saying, Oh, you are Jason. You were just cryogenically frozen or, or, you know, um, Helena was trying to bring you back to health and make you his, her mercenary or whatever. It's like, I think that would have been better if, you know, he's trying to convince everybody he's Jason rather than being brainwashed into thinking he's, you know, it's like, it's a fine line. It's like, I, I think that could have been done a little better, but at the same time, like could have, you could have made Billy Miller a completely different character. And I think it would have been better. We could have kept him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like he didn't. Great actor, you know. Right. You know, they basically, they basically changed his character right in the middle of his run and, you know, without any time off. You know what I mean? Like if they knew that Steve Burton was coming back, send Jason away for a while rather than having two Jasons. Mm -hmm. Right. You know what I mean? So that then you could reintroduce Billy Miller as someone else. You know, and and it could have been a little less awkward. Mm-hmm. And it still would have been 
Sam still would have had the, okay, well, I had moved on with Drew. Have her, have her had moved on with Drew, not thinking that Drew was Jason. Right. Because right. that wasn't fair to anybody because. It wasn't, and it was illogical because Sam was married to Jason. So, I mean, just thinking about it and trying to keep it PG, she slept with the guy. She knows what his body feels like. So, I mean, identical to him. I don't think identical is identical to every little <laughs> part. So I'm sure she had to know something was different. Right. You know, right. think logically like that. Yeah. Hadn't really thought about that. No, but I mean, just thinking about it, because, you know, there are some things that just come naturally and exactly like there. Yeah. There should have been something that a way that he like put his hand on her face or something like that, that would have been what Jason did. Right. Or right. not what Jason did. Yes. Right. Or, or not, not even that, but I mean, okay. So the storyline was that his face was reconstructed because of, you know, whatever. So, but what about his, his arms, his shoulders? Like when you're cuddling with somebody, mm-hmm. well, this doesn't feel like your chest or this doesn't feel like it fits like it does or, yeah. you know, just staying PG. But I mean, <laughs> I just think something could have come out of that. And it just, it didn't feel logical to me, which, you know, in hindsight being 2020, knowing that Jason was Drew, you know, but back then they wanted Jason to be, or Billy Miller to be Jason. So, right. right. You know, it's like, you really can't go back and rewrite history, although they do quite a bit. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So 10 years ago, what was the thing that got you hooked, that got you back into, because you said that you watched it with your mom, so like growing up and everything, but what got you hooked as a fan? What was the thing that was like, okay, I'm going to do this on my own? You're going to find it crazy, but I was in prison for a while. So um, you wouldn't believe the amount of guys in prison to watch General Hospital. Okay. Uh, um, oh, that's at the time when it was on at three o'clock, that's count time. So everybody's in their cells and, you know, you can't go anywhere. So what do you do? You know, you don't have real cable, you have basic. So mm-hmm. general hospital was, it was like, it was, it was kind of like the familiar in the sense of chaos that I was in for that little bit of time. But then when I got out, it was like, I really got into the storylines while I was in there. So it was like, I didn't want to stop watching it. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I had known you know, previous back in like 2004, five, six, when I was with my son's mother, you know, we would watch it pretty much as regularly as we could. And like, I knew about, you know, Lucky and Elizabeth and I knew about, you know, Nicholas and Emily and, and Sonny and Carly and Sonny and Emily and, and, you know, Jason and Sam and, you know, but it was that sense of familiarity. So then when I got out, it was a no brainer. I was going to keep watching it and, and I haven't stopped. Hulu is a beautiful thing. <laughs> Saves our lives. I try like anything to avoid spoilers. Yes. So. Yeah. I don't like, yeah, I don't like spoilers either, but I watch it every night. Like, cause I, I work two full-time jobs. So I work okay. overnight from midnight to seven. And then my other job is 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. So then I sleep. <laughs> so my night, literally when I get to work, I watch general hospital, you know, I, I do what I have to do because I work at a hotel. So it's slow. I do my paperwork and I make sure everything is right. And then first thing I do is watch GH from that day. Yeah. I've got a routine. And it only takes a half hour when you watch it on Hulu. Whereas. <laughs> exactly. I hate commercial. <laughs> it's crazy when you finally get away from them and yeah. then have them back. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I tried watching it in real time with my mother a couple weeks ago. And it was like, Oh, I can't fast forward to the commercial. <laughs> so your mom's still a fan then too she does she doesn't watch it nearly as much as i do like she'll ask me what you know for storyline catch-ups and everything and 
And I'm happy to tell her, but she'll ask me, oh, who's that character? Who's this? Or who's that? And I try to explain the them in the most recent storyline development of it. When did she start watching? Oh, she was, I mean, she was a teenager when she started watching it. So, I mean, she'd been watching it for years. Like, awesome. I mean, I was born in 81. So I was born right during the time where Luke, Luke and Laura were hottest and their wedding was like the most watched uh, episode in daytime history. But she, she would tell me about all that and... You know, she was never somebody that sat that watched it every day like I did. She would watch it when she was off from work or when she was home from school or, you know, back then or whatever. But I'm I, I'm kind of the one that I watch it because I love getting involved in the storyline. So you mentioned, well, obviously, we've talked about the fact that you're also a wrestling fan. My husband has a wrestling podcast mm-hmm. and we've talked about doing like a crossover where we show each other. We show the guys fights from General Hospital and have them tell us what the storylines are. Mm-hmm. what they think the storylines are and then vice versa oh that sounds awesome are there any that you think off the top of your head that would be good fight scenes from general hospital to show just to get like a good feedback from them like okay what's the most ridiculous storyline they can wind up writing right i'm not sure in terms of fights because when i think of a fight i think of something that lasts longer than like 30 seconds mm-hmm. um like i think i want the willow now i think that we're totally gonna have to show them the willow and now that was a good. really good one that was a good one yeah um yeah that would that would be a good one um i think another good one was when when dante and john McBain took out ronnie domestico and that situation on the haunted star yes when he was the you know the hooker killer or whatever they named it um he was the one that you know killed abby which i really feel bad for michael with that but um that's why we need willow away from him we need to save her life (laughs) yeah seriously everybody michael with dies Mm -hmm. i think that was a good not necessarily a fight scene but that was a good you know rescue you know that that kind of stare down stand stand off Mm -hmm. um anything from Crichton clark when when the explosion happened which you know i just listened to your 411 on maxi and nathan and so that was like right there Mm -hmm. Um, i think that was a good one um, so, I mean, I can't really think of any fights, but those definitely those standoff situations. Yeah. I didn't think about also including, yeah, you know, just the adventure. Cause I'm thinking like Scotty and Luke on Luke's wedding day. I didn't see that. So I can't, I, I can't. <laughs> they can Shiner went after Luke, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, cool. You could yeah, also thanks. Do, you gave us a good spin on that too. You could also do, um, Jason, Sam and Shiloh when Shiloh goes over the railing. Oh, Best yeah. death ever. <laughs> still. Yep. That's still my favorite death scene. <laughs> like, he was a good villain. He, he was. was creepy. as like, oh. gross. But, but I think they're killing off the villains too too quickly. Like, they don't have any long-term storylines for villains anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, right. How many times did Helena leave and come back? How many mm-hmm. times did Faison leave and come back? Dozens, yeah. You know, how many times did Jerry Jacks leave and come back? You know, I get making homegrown stars, but if you don't have a vested interest in who the backstory of this guy is, like Cyrus Renault was great. And I think he's going to come end up coming back at some point and terrorizing. I get that. But, you know, how are you going to have a great homegrown villain like Peter being the spawn of Faison? Faison is dead. We know that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now the question is, is he going to live up to his father's, you know, footsteps or is he going to be even worse? 
you know, mm-hmm. and the idea of the slow burn storyline that was Peter August storyline with Maxie. It's like, you know, he comes into town and nobody knows who he is. Okay. That's great. Then he lures Nathan to his death and, you know, or, you know, whether it was intentional or unintentional. And then, you know, he ends up falling for his brother's widow, you know, and he's supposedly redeemed, you know, and then coming back with, well, now we found out all the stuff he's been doing behind the scenes. And, you know, and granted, some of the writing has been bad, like with him being on the docks with a bundle full of cats, you know, going to make a down payment. Come on. You know, that, that, no, you have a banker's check. Like, seriously, you know, that right there, Max. We do not accept cash for real estate transactions. I can (laughs) promise that no one walks into a closing. Here's $35,000 cash. Like, that's not how that happens. No. And if it did, there, it would raise some suspicions and I'd be calling the Secret Service to see if there's some... There's fraudulent. forms that need filled out and stuff yeah. like that for over $10,000 transactions. Yeah. So, I mean, that... And one thing I have to get off my chest, I, it really bugs me. For being a spy, Anna Devane is horrible with her poker face. Thank <laughs> you. Yes. And she is... I, I don't get how she's a spy. Like, it's horrible. Like, you can read her face a mile away mm-hmm. anytime she's hiding something or, you know, she has very like Fanola Hughes in, as an actor is great. And I, and I get that, but the way they're writing her, like, come on now. <laughs> like you can't, you can't, it's, it's almost like, you know, an episode of Reno 911 when, when <laughs> you're watching her as a, as a spy. Although I am digging her and Valentine together and that, that dynamic but um I, I don't like it just it just bugs me how she's supposed to be a spy but yet she has no poker face at all and i think it used to be better like back in the 80s i think that i mean and i know that you're fairly newer to our podcast but amanda's brought it up multiple times over the past year or two they're dumbing down the women like they're dumbing down the strong women and that could be case in point you know is that they're putting in the, her in these situations where 80s Anna would not have, first of all, she wouldn't have had a guy do it. And, you know, she would have done it on her own and she would have kicked butt and then she and Robert would have thought about it. Yep. I'm not sure if it's all the women, but definitely Anna. Although it would be nice if, if they had her to kind of pass the torch to somebody, have a younger female spy. Like if Sean Donnelly's daughter became a, a, a regular character, have her kind of have Anna take her under her wing so that when Anna has these bouts of clumsiness, we'll say the other, the younger girl, Oh, you know what? This is the, this is the angle. This is what's happening. So it's kind of passing the torch to the newer, stronger. I love that. Yeah. Um, Jordan is doing great. You know, although I don't like how they did the whole Curtis Jordan breakup because Curtis knew what he was getting into. As you know, Jordan being not only a member of the DEA but also the police commissioner, he's only a and he's guy. a private investigator and a former cop. Exactly, so he should you know, know that he had to hide stuff from him for you right. know. So I think they're. I honestly feel like either the writing team that they have is just. I think they need to go back to the drawing board with some of these storylines because, again, I don't think it's just the women that are being done dumbed down or the strong women because. You know, somebody like Alexis, I think, is being written very well. Yes. Um, yes. Because. I did have her dumb, though, for a little bit. With Neil. Her, but with Neil, she did a lot of dumb things that Alexis would not have 
Yes, but that could also be taken as desperation. I mean, she's getting older in age. You know, she's somebody that I could tell, even though she's a strong woman, she still depends on having a male there. That's why, you know, so that's her character flaw is that she falls for the wrong guys, whether it's Julian or Sonny. You know, I like her with with Sean, but I did like her with Neil because I thought that Neil kind of grounded her. Um, But then again, that storyline was never finished because, okay, he died. There was a syringe, but he had no history of drug abuse or who would sneak into her room to, you know, stick him with a needle. Right. Right. That went nowhere. Well, it's almost like they kind of did to him what they kind of did to Peter, where they just wrote and wrote and then, okay, we're just going to change our mind. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Like that storyline went nowhere. And I think, you know, and and it to me pre-COVID, wasn't it? That was like right before COVID. That was, I think, right that was one of the first things that happened when COVID came back. So it might've been already in the can. So it was probably a casualty of just. Which, which I get, but like, there's no excuse for certain things. Cause they have like three week lead time to, from shooting or six weeks, maybe from right. shooting to airing. So, I mean, if you know that something's going to happen, go back and re-edit the show so that it doesn't look that dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I, mean, because, I mean, they definitely have hard jobs. So like, Oh, I am not saying that. Yeah. Well, we say it all the time. We're like, we're not professionals, but come on, you know, also give the audience a little bit of credit too. Oh yeah. Well, that's the thing is like, one of the things I I don't like about modern wrestling is the writers insult the intelligence of the the audience, Mm -hmm. not only with WWE, but with AEW as well. And, you know, it's like, I grew up in the eighties. I grew up, Hulk Hogan's been my favorite wrestler forever, you know, and then going through the nineties and the attitude era. And it's like, we all know that it's fake or fixed. We all know that it's sports entertainment, but you don't have to slap us in the face with it. You know, like, for example, when somebody is doing a, you know, a high risk move off the top rope onto a bunch of guys, you see the guys waiting for him to catch him. That's, you know, if that's the case, I mean, heck in a real fight, you see somebody coming off for the top, you're moving out of the way. You're not just standing there to catch him. Right. Like, you know, we know the, 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 the wrestlers don't want to get hurt and we don't want them to get hurt. That's the whole point of it being, you know, fixed, but you know, or predetermined, but don't insult our, it's a live action. It's coordinated. It's, it's choreographed. Chore- exactly. It's choreographed. So yes. I mean, it's, it's live action. So, you know, whereas in general hospital, you know, because it's edited like that, it's, it's simulating a real fight. So, I mean, if somebody was to jump off, you know, a building or, you know, a, a table or a chair in a fight scene, whatever, they're going to do it in a way where whoever they're jumping on is not going to see them, you know, whereas in the, in wrestling now, the guys see them and they're just kind of throwing fake, you know, even, and I will say fake for this. They're kind of just throwing those, those fake punches just to be like, okay, I got to be in this position so we could all catch this guy. It's an insult to the intelligence. So, you know, in certain storylines with GH, it's the same thing. You know, you can see, you could see the ending a mile away. Mm -hmm. And I think if they had, you know, better understanding of where they're going or, you know, an emergency comes up, you got to cut somebody out. Okay, I get that. But then you still have six weeks of TV. You can go back and re-edit so that right. it doesn't look so, so different. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, nowadays, everybody, it seems like everybody wants to be that style and it just doesn't work. The same way in GH, you have... um you know, different characters and different character flaws, like we were talking about, you have to have the same, you have to have the same dynamic and the same 
that you know uh you know the same differences in wrestling you have to have that big guy that you know acts as a big guy you have to have that little guy you know like a ray mysterio jr who could do the flying around but now the problem is everybody wants to do everything so you're going to end up having a homogenized product that doesn't that only appeals to so, such a small you know audience which i think is where they're getting to now maybe they'll bring in more the novak maybe we're getting more into the mob kind of rising up again so like the novaks are going to be like i often talk about it and i know that you did like her too but like faith roscoe was awesome she was an awesome mob boss you know and those are good stories some people absolutely hate the mob part of general hospital you know but oh. like when Sonny has a really good enemy trying to take him down, mm-hmm. it's good. But like right now, we're just kind of sitting here like, okay, what's going on with the Novaks? You know, right. why aren't Jason and Carly married yet? Because the reason behind them getting engaged was to do this. So they should have just gone down to the Justice of the Peace right. and married. Exactly. And now we should be dealing with the Novaks being there, you know, get bring Dante into that. Bring all these people into, you know, have Alexis. She's not going to be able to listen to anything now that she's not in Pentonville. Like, we want Brad to come back and bring back the Wu family. Like, have him get some inside stuff, you know, and get him, the Wu family, into the storyline somehow. You know, bring back all these older... Do you think Sean Do you think Sean goes back working for Jason now that he's out? No. No? I don't. I don't. Okay. Do you? You do? I, I think he's always going to have that tie. He may not fully be invested like, you know, like he was with Sonny when Jason was gone. Mm-hmm. But... I think he'll always have that loyalty to to Jason and that that family. So oh yeah, they'll call they'll call on him when they need him. But he may I like I like where they're going with him becoming you know going after Hayden's killer. But the way we, the way that I've been reading it is, I think fifty percent of Port Charles already knows that Nicholas was the one that hired that whether hired it or pulled the trigger to kill <laughs> Hayden. Right. So he was the one responsible. So again, that's rewriting history. Like they already know, like that, that kind of was screwed up that Nicholas could have, I get that he's going to be scared now that, that, um, that Sean is, uh, out of prison and, you know, he's overhearing that he's looking for Hayden's shooter or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I, but will that tie into this? I don't know. I'm not sure how that's going to go over. I want to. I want to see how it plays out. I'm interested in the storyline. That's for sure. I don't think I'd even thought about Sean going back just because I don't think he wants to go back to jail. Right. No, I get that. What, what I don't understand is like, okay, his sentence was commuted, but he just stabbed Jason like, you know, and in, in the cell. So wouldn't he have gotten, you know, extra charges for that? Mm. Or are they looking at, well, he would have never been in prison in the first place. So, you know, the sentence, I, I don't know. I don't know because it was time served. So, I mean, he would have been in prison no matter what for, you know, three years or whatever it was. Right. Huh. That's a really good question. I don't know. They're never going to go back and address that. No, they're not. That. No. <laughs> it's one of those other dead storylines. Yes. Yeah. Like, I honestly thought when they did that, like, Sean was going to be, you know, there for just that, those couple episodes. And then now he's back full time. I know. So, which I, which I like. He had a really good part in, uh, what was it, uh, that Netflix show, um, 13 Reasons Why? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He had a really good part in that. Um, I liked I liked him see, seeing him in another in another episode, in another show. But, you know, again, I get used to him being on GH, so, you know, it's I like that character better. 
Yeah. We like Sean. I want him to go back to Kelly's because Kelly's needs a manager. Yes. Yeah, they do. He can, because he has a teaching background. He can hire Aiden and they can start doing Aiden's pastries, Aiden's baking at, he can be the new surrogate to help Aiden with his baking skills. He can be like the, I don't want to say take over for Franco, but like he can be the step in and help be the support that, oh, yes. (laughs) Although I really liked seeing, um, Elizabeth bring cupcakes that Aiden made to the T-ball game for Violet's team. Although I don't know why they would eat cupcakes in the middle of a game. Thank you. (laughs) Just wait until you listen to our recap tomorrow because we talk all about it. (laughs) You're listening to this now on Thursday. So we talked all about it Monday. Right. Um, Yeah. Same, same, same. (laughs) Yeah. I, I don't, that's, that's something that really bugged me. Like, you know, and I get Finn bringing fruit or vegetables or whatever, the healthier snacks. I get that, but I don't know, like, the cupcakes going over so well in the middle of the game. That just although, – although I have to say I really love seeing, you know, Finn show Violet how to swing a bat. Just awfully wrong because I don't think he's a fourth person, but I, I like that. I like that, uh, that, you know, that spot there. Yeah, he's a good dad. He is, and, and you never would have thought it when, when you when he first came in and the kind of person he was. I think Violet opened up that new character personality for him, which I really enjoy. Yeah. And I think he came into it with the right, he was scared. He's like, wait a second. Yeah. Yeah. I thought we didn't have a child and now you're bringing me a five-year-old, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Well, it's like I tell my fiance all the time. I'm like, cause she's, she hasn't had a child yet. You know, and I I don't want to get too personal, but um, I said, well, when we get married next year, you're inheriting a 16 year old. So, you don't necessarily, and she's a second grade teacher. I'm like, so that, oh. that's, you know, I'm sure that's built in birth control, but <laughs> yeah. you know, you're, you're inheriting a teenager. So, I mean, just be prepared. Right. <laughs> yeah. She still works on the one when they're like little and cute. And I have to say, and I want to kind of, and, I, and I'm glad you brought it up earlier was the, you know, the whole um, Jason and Carly getting married and should have, you know, been just going to the justice of the peace, whatever. But I have to say over the past few months, and, and I think I, I kind of get where you're going with, with them dumbing down the strong women, but I think they're really bringing out a different side of Carly that's getting on my nerves. Like, I really, I really liked her, but, you know, I just think a lot of the decisions she made during the time, you know, when she was in charge, you know, before Jason got out of prison and, and you know, got came back or whatever, I think a lot of them were just very, very done, very done, very, they were done from a more emotional thought process rather than a uh a thought process of you know logical and i think you know carly's always been methodical she's always been somebody who is known to make play mind game but i think a lot of what she's done over the past let's say four months or since sunny died or died i should say i really feel like a lot of what they're doing with her is like more she's more thinking emotionally rather than logically. Like she's not taking that, that extra step to think things through, which she's always been somebody to do things impulsively, but she's always done it to the point of, she's always had that end game in sight. And I don't think that she has that anymore. That's true. Yeah. Cause she handled herself really well at the table. She did. Mm-hmm. But, but it was then, for that day, but just for that day, because then yeah. when it came to, you know, having Spinelli, you know, that was probably Spinelli's fault for being so close to the action, but having him get caught by Cyrus Renault. And then 
you know, her meetup to exchange Ava in term, you know, instead of Gladys, like, but then you could blame that on Nicholas for coming to the rescue. But again, a lot of it had to do with her doing things impulsively rather than just kind of taking a step back, looking at the bigger picture and being like, how could I get this in my favor? Right. And that's not like her because no matter what, she does what's best for her family. So exactly. she wouldn't be impulsive whenever it's going to risk them. Right. She's impulsive with her own right. Right. stuff, but right. not when it would affect the kids, especially. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, I mean, it's like it, it didn't make sense to me where she would kind of act out like this instead of, you know, I get it. Cyrus was ready to make a move and he was kind of jumping to the bit now that Sonny was out of the picture. And I get that. You know, and the whole reason why Jason was in prison was because was because uh, Cyrus had paid off Gladys, you know, to say he, she saw Jason instead of Peter. Um, but I really feel like they could have done things a little differently that way. You know, like, like, I mean, OK, come to a truce with Cyrus. Why do you have to kind of show your your, you know, your hunches not knowing that, you know, Jason's in prison and. Sonny's out of the picture. Like I get it. Once you're in the biz- once you're in that lifestyle, it's hard to get out. But they took out Sonny, so Sonny was out of the picture. She could have easily just told Renault, like, "Okay, I'm going to give you this property for right now." But mark my words, when Jason comes out, we're coming for you. And and I, and I'm not saying that to say that Carly couldn't hold her own, that she needed a man to be in. But it the way they played it out it basically showed she needed Jason to run thing instead of having her think better. I'm all for a strong female lead. Like I'm all for if they wanted to have Ava and Carly team up because they both have experiences as mob leaders, but I, you know, and the fact that they hate each other would have worked even better, but I really feel like Carly could have done much better in that situation, you know, and, and the way they wrote it made it made her look like she needed Jason there. I know that's where a lot of fans were upset that it was, okay, yeah, now that Jason's out, of course she's done. But I hadn't thought about that. You know, she could have given in or given, like, concessions, but then been like, but we're coming, you know, given him on morning. Right. I hadn't thought about that. I just think that the way they did it was, I mean, for all she could have done, she could have asked Ava for help. I'm not a huge Ava fan, but I still think I see the value in her experience as being part of the Jerome crime family mm-hmm. and not the Jerome crime family is dormant. And Ava's got more of that family lifestyle, you know, like she knows she messed up with Kiki. So she mm-hmm. needs to do her best to be a great mother to Avery. So mm-hmm. I really feel if they, if, if Ava and Carly could have come together while Jason was, you know, and I'm not saying have Ava be bait for Cyrus, but I'm saying actually have Ava and Carly go to that meeting together and say, you know what? We're taking the lead. We're both, we're both mothers of Sonny's kids. We want to keep the family safe and we're going to show that we have the power and we can run things. Yeah. yeah. I like, I, I do. I really like that. <laughs> it was like, nice when they were teaming up just to set up the plan to begin with. Yeah. To see it go a step further would have been great. And you want oh. stronger female characters. You got right there, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Instead of Ava backing down because She's afraid of Ryan, which, okay, whatever. Now that Alexis is in the same facility as Ryan, we're going to see something go down. I'm curious to see where the heck that's going, because why, but okay. Right, exactly. <laughs> I, I don't, like, and, and I, unless they're going to come, 
unless they're going to come back, you know, because they can't even pull the whole Ryan pretending to be Kevin anymore because he cut off his hand. So, I mean, one of them doesn't have a hand. So unless you cut off Kevin's hand and, you know, and you get a Captain Hook thing going on, you're not going to see the twin switch anymore. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, so I don't know where they're going to go with that. Is Ryan really a vegetable in a vegetative state? If Kevin's got power of attorney, why didn't he just, you know, euthanize him? You know what I mean? Hmm. I don't think Kevin would do that. I don't think he would either, but he's also not a big fan of his brother. So right. I, I don't. Uh, You're posing all these good questions. <laughs> it's all stuff that I come up with because I have no life. But no, it's, um, I, not I love, because of that. It's because you have these questions. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I just. You've heard the things that we ask. My gosh. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I'm, I have to say I'm really excited to find two other fans of General Hospital that have a podcast because, I mean, I wouldn't mind becoming, coming on a regular on here. But, like, no, I, just seriously, like, I love, I love the what-if questions because I also I love the fantasy book and just kind of ask these questions as to why. Yeah. As to mm-hmm. what, you know, what would happen if, you know, and maybe it's because of scheduling conflicts with the actors or whatever. Sure. But, you know... If you've got Ryan, if you've got um, John Lindstrom there to sit in a wheelchair for, you know, two minutes as Ryan, you know, you've got him there to play Kevin, too. So, you know, what would, you know, like, I I just feel like they could do more with with a better time management of certain things. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's why we like talking to fans and doing our fan spotlights, because we know we we have our discussions you know that's how the podcast got started but we love hearing other people's you've brought up things that i would not have thought about right you know and that's that's the fun of it so oh yeah no absolutely i agree see that's why because i i did a podcast for years and um it was more based on sports wrestling i talked about politics and and everything but i stopped it because i didn't have a co-host so i didn't have somebody to go back and forth with and and i know myself you know listening to my voice for you know a half hour to an hour could put some people to sleep. Um, but I always like having the, I, I like that, you know, that contrarian view. So, you know, I've always been looking for a podcast co-host, but I've never found it. So that's why I stopped mine because it's like, you know, I wasn't getting the feedback, you know, posting on Twitter and, and, and everything that I wanted. So I just kind of ended it, but, you know, I really would love to get back into it if I can find time, but I also wanted to, I also have a rule that now, um, I want to have a co-host. Yeah, I I don't think this would have gone nearly as well. I mean, yeah. that's that's just because we're ridiculous with our conversations too. So <laughs> <laughs> we're like, there have to be other people that want to talk about this, <laughs> and there are. Yeah, no, there I are. Love so, it. so I'm gonna like kind of pose a challenge if anybody's out there listening that that is a fan of wrestling and General Hospital. I'm looking for a podcast co-host, so I would love to get back in the game. Because I know my husband, like, they've taken a break on their podcast every now and again when life gets in the way, whatever. Because yeah. um, neither one of, the, one of them want to do it on their own. Right. You know, and it's. I did, I did mine on my own for so long. Matter of fact, the way I got into podcasting was I had done public access TV back in high school. So, and at the point, you know, and, and that was just, that was just two of my friends and I just doing the sports show. You know, uh, we were like sports center without the clips, but then, you know, eventually it evolved and I started putting storylines behind our show, 
So even though it was sports talk and we got all the sports news, we had different characters. We had different storylines. You know, we had an owner come in and we had an executive assistant come in and everything. And eventually I started doing all the writing for that. And instead of wrestling on the show, we did different like karaoke contests. We did, uh, you know, we did a spoof one day. We did who wants to be a billionaire instead of who wants to be a millionaire. We did the world series of go fish. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, we did all that. And then I want to say about, gosh, it has to be about five or six years ago. Now, um, a friend of mine introduced me to another guy who was starting his own podcast station. And he's like, dude, you would be awesome for a podcast. And I ended up, you know, me with a guy, we talked things over and I started my podcast under the same name as my public access TV show. And it was great. And he and I would do shows together every so often. And, but then he ended up passing away from a heart attack at 36 years old. So I was devastated. And I found out on Facebook, no less two days after we had done a live podcast. So I was devastated because he had quickly become one of my really good friends. Yeah. So I kind of kept things up in his memory and I kept things going and, and, you know, and I had some great interviews. I almost, I was this close to getting an interview with Kimberly McCullough. Wow. I had reached out to her on Twitter and this, you know, and we were, we just couldn't get the scheduling right. Mm. Um, but I was this close to getting her. Um, but I, had, you know, some independent wrestlers on and I had some other people on, but then it's like, that kind of dried up. So I just did, you know, wrestling talk and I got into some GH talk and so, but it was getting too much for just me to be, to be doing it. So uh, yeah, I definitely would get back into it if I co-host. Yeah. Well, hopefully this will help you get one. Cause I mean, we don't agree on <laughs> no 80% <laughs> of stuff. We have fun talking about it, you know? It's- yeah, and that's the most important thing. And if you could do it without having to break down to an argument, you know, what's the point? What's the, it's part of the fun of being a fan of the show is right. Having the differences of opinions, you know, and not being nasty about it and not, yeah, we have our gripes, you know, we've talked about a few of them, but we love the show. We genuinely do, you know, and there's just a few things that annoy us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I, it's like our family though, because we love them, but there's just a lot of stuff, a few things that, (laughs) 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 you know, same thing. It's no, true love when you love them, even though they annoy you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nah, trust me, I get it. <laughs> um, the good outweighs the bad, though. Right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So one thing I do want to bring up while we're still on the podcast, I hope, um, yeah. is I really like the idea of doing a GH cookbook. Yeah. Um, whether it's the pickle isla relish or sunny sauce or Aiden's cupcakes. they, ha- they Oh, could yeah. Do- Aiden's cupcakes. You know, they could do so much with marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's very, I mean, you know, there's very little in terms of general hospital merchandise that I've found. You know, I've done a quick, I've found a Quentos coffee cup. I found the Metrocore robe, which I don't have either one of those yet. But I mean, I, I loved your idea of making a, uh, you know, a, a, like a, a theme park for GH. Cause I had thought about that too. Getting a, you know, a place in upstate New York, yep. in the Port Charles. Have all the, you know, have all the, the town laid out and, you know, just, I think it would make a killing. I did. Yeah. Yeah. We do too. We just need money. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Money thing is really a problem. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But no, I mean, seriously, we, we could easily, you know, you could easily do, you know, Kelly's Diner being one of the restaurants that serves food. You know, yeah. you, you could do the Metro Court Hotel. It won't be a high rise, but at least it'll have, you know, the, the restaurant. 
How do you feel about the new pool scene? <laughs> they should have waited until next year. Love it, but they should have waited until next year. It's too I'm, small. Well, there's that. Well, working at a hotel, the pool is about that size anyways. But okay. we don't have a rooftop hotel. And not to mention the Metrocore is a luxury hotel. So it should be a little bigger. But whatever. I mean, suspend disbelief. To me, if it's supposed to be a rooftop pool, it shouldn't look like it has a ceiling. To mm. me, the set looks like it has a ceiling. I mean, we know it's indoors anyways, whatever. Sure. But just the, because the walls are so high and the way the lighting is, it doesn't look like it's natural light. So it, to me, it's, to me, it still looks like it's a, a room. You know what I mean? Like, I think they could have done a little better with the Imagineers that Disney has to, to, to redo the room. So it makes it look like it's an actual outdoor venue. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And I mean, you're East coast also, you know, that that pool is going to be shut down in five weeks, right? Yeah. If, if I know, again, they obviously don't always keep things the way that they should be, but I think most I people got are in New roof. York, does, New York does not have year round pools outside. No. Right. Especially not a rooftop. No. no. I mean, they could have done it where it's a, a retractable roof. But, yeah. but again, they could have done a scene with a drone for that and said, look at our new rooftop pool. And then it could have come down with a drone and then come into the first scene at the poolside, mm, you know, or yeah. the grand opening. And you see the roof, you know, unfurling back. It's going to be year round and we have a roof, but, you know, here's, you know, whatever. It could have just rather than just throwing this in there and it just be another scene. If Carly's, we know Carly does things big and big and bad, and and exactly beyond. Come on now, put the money into it. Show us a retractable roof for the grand opening, and they could have done the Fourth of July fireworks right from there. Yes, yes. Okay, so you work in a hotel. Can people who don't stay at the hotel access the pool? No, you have to be visitor. Although it is a luxury hotel, so they might have day passes for the pool. Like when I worked for the Marriott, they did have people that would literally come in and say, I want to get a pool pass for the day. Okay. Five bucks or something. That is good Um, to know. Okay. So there, there are uh, hotels that do that. Not many, especially in the COVID era, but you know, I mean, hell, our pool isn't even open yet. It's been closed for the past 15 months because of COVID. But yeah, um, they could have done a little better with that. I I really feel like, again, Hindsight being 2020 and fantasy booking and everything, but you know, coming from Carly being the owner, she could have done something much better for the grand opening. Yeah. Yeah. Other than, well, here we are. Right. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, I really enjoyed talking to you. This was fun. We'll definitely have to do this again. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us. And we definitely look forward to speaking with you again. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I plan on it anytime. Thanks for listening to the show. We really appreciate it. No, I enjoy it. I really do. But thank Hopefully you, you get your co-host it. and you can get back to doing what you want to do. And then do some crossovers. It, absolutely. Yes. Yep. I'll have to get you in touch with my husband too. I think you'd have fun talking to them. Yeah, no, absolutely. Anytime. I, I have so much stuff that I want to do. I want to start a YouTube channel. Um, I had bariatric surgery in January for weight loss. Um, I'm down 130 pounds and, wow. and I've been doing it by altering the food that I love into sugar-free. Okay. Start a YouTube channel, but again, I don't have the professional equipment or anything. That doesn't matter. Just do it. Well, I also need somebody to hold the camera while I'm cooking. You might need that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's something that I would love to do too. That's why it's like I I rebranded one of my Twitters to be the Bariatric Bachelor. 
now engaged. <laughs> well, now you can't get married. <laughs> that's what I said, now engaged. So that's something that I want to do too. So if I had enough time, maybe next year when I buy a house and get married and things mm-hmm. settle down a bit, I'll probably end up doing something like that too. They sell pretty nice. Um, I actually just got one for one of my clients, like a tripod and a ring light set yeah, that you can yeah. put like on your countertop because their daughter is obsessed with cooking. And the whole time, like we're in the process of them closing on this house. She's like, I get to have my own YouTube cooking channel. And cause like the counter's right there and I'll perfectly angle in on them, whatever. But I think it was only 30 bucks, Yeah, you know, to at least get started. Look into it, yeah. Oh, this was so much fun. Do you have anything else that you want? No, this was great though. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, thank you ladies for what you do. And uh, I'll be listening. Awesome. Thank you. Yes, you know, thank you. Well, enjoy the rest of your day and we will definitely talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. All right. Thanks so much. All right. I'll see you at the pier next time. Absolutely. <laughs> Take <laughs> Bye-bye. care. Bye-bye. Okay. So yes. So he brought up a lot of things that I, I just love listening to the different perspectives. Yeah. You know. It was interesting to find out that they watched GH in prison. That's I crazy. know. I kind of wanted to ask if he could be our prison consultant, but right. I, I mean, he obviously offered up that information. <laughs> exactly. I wanted to be like, so how wrong do they get this? Yes. But then I don't want to, f- that was just. Right. You don't want to make him feel uncomfortable. No. There's definitely stuff. Maybe, maybe he'll talk about some of that next time because yeah, you know, right. they get stuff wrong. Yeah. I mean, please, by all means, feel free to fill us in. And that he liked our cookbook idea. Cause I really do love that idea. I know we need to figure we out a way to, to get that. it to Gosh, happen. He's so and good. he threw in Aiden's cupcakes. Didn't hadn't even thought about right. that. I mean, obviously if we actually sat down and went through the list, it would have made sense that we include Aiden's cupcakes, but, or like now, like how I just had the idea for Sean to take on mentoring. Right. Aiden, like he has the teaching background and he used to manage Kelly's let the kid and Cam works there. Oh, we forgot to mention that on Mondays. Cam mentioned that he had to go to work. Yes. Anyway. But no, and it was, I know that you don't follow wrestling, but like, were you getting? Yes. Like the. It was cute. It was fun. It was cute. So I guess that's kind of a preview of what we're planning to do with my husband's podcast too. Ish. Ish. I like that he gave us insight. Mm-hmm. Onto what to watch. Now I'm torn if I want to suggest my husband to listen to this podcast or no because i don't i know he has to wait i'm sorry i'm putting my foot down he has to wait because you can't let him preview what we're gonna ask him about exactly give him an unfair advantage over us it will yep so no that was fun hopefully we'll hopefully we'll all be able to do the things that we want to do you know i can definitely see him being a really good podcast oh yeah podcast host right i kind of want no (laughs) i i really want to watch the youtube channel so yeah because so what he said you know, he got the surgery done and everything. That's what I try to do with certain things. Like as long as it doesn't sacrifice taste or quality, I'll swap out, you know, the Greek yogurt for something else, you mm-hmm. know, the avocado for something else. Right. You know, but it, I want someone else to teach me too. So get the YouTube channel going too. <laughs> One more thing. You already have two full-time jobs, right. you know. Just add to that planning a wedding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but sure, just go ahead and add a YouTube channel in there for exactly. But it was fun. It was. So if you would like to talk to us about anything General Hospital related, sometimes we get sidetracked. <laughs> just a little. But we like to get to know our other fans. Not just our fans, but other fans of the show. Right. So just go onto our website, pier54podcast.com, and fill out the thing is just labeled as fan spotlight form. And we'll set something up. Yay. But join us here on Monday as we recap this week's shows. Have a good weekend. And we'll meet you at the pier. Bye. Bye. 
If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to peer54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Peer 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect, so if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 